Okay, last week in the UK, Bimini Bomboulash was named the winner, just the winner of the UK. And in the bottom <laughs> was Ahura versus Tace, and Ahura was asked to sashay away. It was a big deal. Yeah. It was, it was a lot. That was a big one. Uh, welcome to the Drag Race Recap Show for Drag Race UK Season 2, Episode 9, entitled Beast Enders. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser like razor, a cutting little bitch. Oh, shit. And you might know us from our podcast, You're Welcome America, where in every episode we translate a British pop culture for America. An American pop culture for Britain. You're fucking welcome, mate. Okay, and we've only got two more weeks. This week and next week, we are your hosts for the recap of the second season of Drag Race UK. Only a couple more weeks, babe. No, sad. I can't believe next week's the final. Crazy. Meanwhile, Drag Race season 13 is probably going to go on for another eight months, but, you know, we shall see. Yeah, I think they're going to be finished by Christmas, maybe. 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 We'll see. Um, okay, so let's just give a little overview before we get stuck in. Um, for the mini challenge this week, the queens must drag up puppets and do their shadiest impressions of their fellow queens. And then for the maxi challenge, the queens must pay tribute to iconic British soap operas in the new BBC drag drama, Beastenders. Oh my God. I feel like we have a lot to explain to Americans. (laughs) I'm already exhausted. (laughs) And yes, on the main stage, the category is Panto Danes, which I feel like we're going to have to explain. Uh, Bimini is named the winner of the challenge and the judge is placed to taste an LED in the bottom two. And after a lip sync for their lives to a fucking amazing song <laughs> we had a double save because uh, they're both told shantae you stay and we have a top four for the finale finale mm. finale <laughs> finale <laughs> finale and then like hyphen a y i don't know why i'm saying it like that i have an a in gcse <laughs> french i don't know why i'm mispronouncing it <laughs> so actually thinking of it both in the UK and the US, we've had a bit of a, you know, a mirroring yeah. of things going on, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, lots of lots of double saves and yeah, double this and that. I feel like perhaps the uh, the UK was a more exciting version of it. It's been a little diluted in season thirteen by a lot of shenanigans, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, how pissed must Ahora be right now? Because if Ahora had stayed in, she, she would have made it through to the final. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I can imagine she's she's fuming, but Ooh. I don't know. With as with as ever with Drag Race, I'm I'm like incensed with rage at like the moment of it happening, and then that by the next week I've already processed it and kind of moved on. So I'm kind of like, okay, fair enough, you know. <laughs> Whereas last week I was like, well, how dare a horror not be in this final episode? But I'm I'm you know I made my peace with it. Well, talking of someone who's moved on, someone who hasn't moved on is Lawrence, as we'll discover in this episode. So. <laughs> After Ahura's elimination, let's get into it. Tace, she reads the mirror message, and she says, talk about sexual tension. Lots of love. See you all soon at the sauna. Ahura, XOXO. <laughs> yeah, and I, I yet again, I want to shout out to uh, poor old LED that has to truly <laughs> almost crumple herself in half to get back into the workroom. And then I don't know if you saw this this kind of like meme going around, but it was of it was of Bimini and Ellie holding hands at the back of the stage during like the, the lips think i think and uh <laughs> it literally looks like <laughs> a mom and her child because bimini's so short yeah. next to it it's very funny oh so what's going on here babes well actually tell you what's going on my girl lawrence uh, she's going off in ellie again she is saying oh is great and she's gone home what if that was me 
it didn't get you a badge though. Was it worth it? Yeah, this is, this is a real fool's errand from Lawrence. It's like, you've made your point last week. And I get that this is still, this is still last week because it happens obviously after the actual challenge, but you gotta, yeah. you gotta remember in your head, this is gonna be at the beginning of the next episode and you just gotta stop. If it's been squashed, it's been squashed. You gotta stop talking about it. And yeah, this isn't yeah. a good look on Lawrence at all. Yeah, she gets, she gets over it though throughout the episode. We'll get yeah. there. Um, Ellie, producer Brie has written down here. She's noted very astutely that Ellie has like makeup running down her face. Like she has just been sort of silently crying. Yeah, it's not nice. It's just not nice. Ooh. Like Ellie's, Ooh. Ellie's not a bad person at all. So it just isn't none. Of, it's just not warranted. It's gone too far. No. But I, I do like, yeah, and Ellie- I do like, um, once they start de-dragging, I do, I do love the fact that Lawrence just has the, um, like the wig cap and the tape around his head at this point. Like he's taken that headpiece off and he's just got like <laughs> full on like masking tape wrapped around his head. I love it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then Ellie says in reply to like, you know, it didn't get you a badge though. Was it worth it? You know, she, Ellie says, well, it got her through to the next week where she could get a badge. I love that. I, I didn't get, I didn't get a badge, but I, I'm, I'll be there next week and I could maybe possibly get a badge and therefore I might get a badge to answer your question. Badge talk. So much badge talk in this, in this show, isn't there? It's so weird. <laughs> I feel like you don't, they don't focus. They do talk about the wins, obviously in the regular seasons, but this badge thing really, really drives it home, doesn't it? Well, I think you mentioned it in a previous episode. You, because you can physically see the badges because they wear them. You can physically see the wins, whereas you kind of forget on the reg, the other, the other seasons and the other spin-offs, yeah. you know, whereas this, it's there glaring as they've pinned them to their decolletage. <laughs> I have to say, I do, um, I've just, I just saw a really quick shot of when, um, when Ellie was looking sad, I did like those little dingle dangles that were hanging down in front of her face. Those little kind of diamond, those diamond dingle dangles she had hanging off her head. I feel like I didn't get to see them until that, that shot of her crying. It was kind of beautiful. <laughs> A dingle dangle. Right. Then we need to get into the episode, but before we do, Taste has, Taste, I mean, throughout it all, Taste has been sort of just sitting there grinning like she was last <laughs> week, just enjoying all the, all the drams going on. Um, and then yeah, she lays on the work table. She kicks up her legs. She's, I think she's just happy to still be there. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, for, for any time that she's pissed off, she's, she equals that out with being like full of joy and energy. She's been a constant like machine of energy throughout the show. It's actually quite insane how she's managed to keep mm-hmm. that up. <laughs> and as, and as Bree's written here, Taste is officially the lip sync assassin of season two. Yep. 100%. One hundred, one hundo. I was about to say, Ooh. don't know where that came from. Wow. Ooh, I know, I know. Right. It's the next day in the workroom, isn't it? Yep. So they come in and they do a little top four kind of, they do a little pose as they walk in. And I just want to shout out to everyone's outfits. Um, LED's wearing a lovely, like, kind of, uh, what's the word I'm trying to look for? Tie dye kind of top, which I really enjoy. Taste is just fur, but it's furry yeah, it's though. Like a, got, it's like a furry jacket. Yeah, like a furry, a furry tie-dye jacket, which I love. Taste is wearing like half of a bin bag translation garbage bag and like fishnet top. She looks insane. Lawrence is wearing just like a fun shirt and Bimini yet again, just dressed like, like, uh, Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> this is like Lizzie McGuire goes to the gym, like a gym active wear yeah. with like a leopard print coat and a bandana. Yeah. Oh God. I, I do worry about their, um, 
the, the furry coats. I have to say, Bimini's is looking like it's definitely seen a few experiences. Oh yeah, you know? it's been shoved behind it's a ra- shoved behind a radiator of a few clubs in East London, hasn't it? She's not bothered exactly. putting that in the cloakroom. <laughs> exactly. I'm not sure how well that washes. No, I, I have to say, or has ever been washed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, okay. So just a roundup for everyone. Reminder, Bimini has three badges. She's caught up with Lawrence, who also has three badges. Ellie has no badges. And Tace has one badge. Dear. Oh, well, they've got a, a, a room message and I, I just noticed as they're running to get the room message, Tace has a, a like a cape. <laughs> <laughs> didn't notice that in the outfit roundup. I just saw her flapping like a black cape as they ran over to. <laughs> and then, yes, taste made me laugh where she said, it doesn't matter. Aura's at home getting dicked down right now. She doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Oh, she's so funny. Oh, God. Also, Lawrence here says to Ellie, I'm, I'm happy for you. <laughs> I love that. Just, uh, okay, Lawrence okay, just, Lawrence. <laughs> just let it go, man. Also, sorry to yeah. keep derailing us with other, other references and other things, but I did see doing the rounds a great video of Taste getting some personalized baked beans from Heinz. And um, that, that oh, said yes. Tace's beans and Tace's ketchup. I watched a great video of her in like full, f- full length, like PVC gloves opening, <laughs> unboxing a Heinz beans box. It was great. Beautiful. Um, it also seems looking at the discord earlier that, um, uh, Ahura hasn't been getting dicked down. She's been getting a new face. Oh yeah. A lot of new, a lot of new angles. Yes. A lot of new angles. Yes, for sure. She's definitely, um, she definitely made some tweaks. Yeah, it's interesting because she now looks so angular, that jaw. I wonder what that's going to look like in drag. I think great. I, I I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot to be said when out of drag faces can look quite intense. And then they, they're usually the ones that, you know, it, I, I can imagine she's made all the right decisions for in drag. Absolutely. It's just going to okay. look great. Okay. I'm excited to see. Yeah. So do you want to read the, the Rue message? Yes, Rue comes on screen and she says, Ladies of the House of Beale. I don't remember that, but sure. Ladies of the House of Beale, if there's one thing a queen can deliver in the daily, it's drama, mama. So don't be an Albert Square. If Pat Butcher hands you a meaty tuck, well, by God, make a meal of it. Okay. And so Albert Square. Two, three, three EastEnders references. I'm just counting them. Okay. Albert Square is where is like the 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 main location in EastEnders. It's all set around a square, Albert Square. Pat Butcher is a legendary character, and then Beale is it Ian? Yeah, Beale? Ian Beale. That's a, that's the family a family name from the soap. So yeah, got it, got it, got yeah. it. Yeah. So EastEnders is going to be. So shall we do a quick a quick split a quick descriptor of EastEnders? It is an incredibly long running uh, soap opera in the UK on the BBC. Uh, I think it's been going on for like 50 years, maybe I'm making numbers up, but it's something like that. Um, I would say it's probably the most watched and most famous soap opera in the UK. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I think EastEnders and Coronation Street are always, uh, vying for the top spot. So EastEnders is famously more popular in South of England because it's set in London. And then Coronation Street is in, Manchester and it's uh it's obviously a little bit more popular with people from the north but still they both like I think they overtake each other all the time for the top spot 
Yeah, and when we say that EastEnders is set in London, we're not talking, it's not like Notting Hill. It's not like if Emily in Paris went to London, it's like gorgeous shots of the Thames and like, you know, like cocktails and restaurants and things like that. It's in um an east part of London that is a little grittier. Yeah, and it's meant to be Cockneys, even though East London is now full of, you know, <laughs> hipsters and people like Bimini. Full of Bimini's. <laughs> yeah, full of Bimini's. <laughs> okay. Rue then comes into the workroom. She's wearing um, a cream flower print suit, an orange beanie. Oh. <laughs> a, a, an orange beanie sort of um, in the in Scotland would say, oh, she, she's wearing it squint. She's got a squint orange beanie. Yeah, it's a real... So squint, it's real... It's like... Sorry. I was going to say like squint is like in the in Scotland is like when you're... Uh, it's not like when you squint at something with your eyes. Squint is if you have um, something. What's the word? Like off center? Yeah. <laughs> what's the word? I feel like skew. Unlevel. Skew whiff is another way of another casual oh, way yes. of describing it. It's Sh- shout out to the shout out to the Glasgow um, uh, bridge, which is called the Squinty Bridge, and it because it crosses the river but not straight. It kind of goes at an angle, so it's called the Squinty Bridge. <laughs> I, I have to say, I'm of all of Rue's kind of you know, head cover-ups that she's done for the UK season for whatever reason that is. Who knows? Who can tell? This is my least favorite. Oh, why is that, babes? It just feels the laziest. I like the kind of weird, fun wigs she's been wearing. This one really feels like truly like, oh my God, I've run out of things. Just grab this like sloppy orange beanie that I like came to the studio in and just put it on my head. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying, but I think because it's been a little chilly these past few days in LA, I, I really relate to I it. I just, I think it would have worked better if the outfit was like an athleisure, if, if it was like a suit, but like more athleisure-esque. It feels a little, I don't know. I, I think this would have benefited from a, a different, you know, head cover up. Maybe like a nice big fat big hat with like a silk scarf underneath, tied underneath. That would have looked great. Oh, that would be lovely. That's that's lovely. Same color as the, you know, like a cream silk scarf, like the suit. I don't know. I did for, I did forget that you're a stylist now. I did forget yes, that. And and dentist when we were talking about that before the show. We we're talking about your your Invisalign. I'm very qualified in a lot of things, so don't worry about it. Okay. Thank God you're here. Right. What happened next, babe? So uh, this is the mini challenge. This is the the classic classic mini challenge of every season ever, which is the puppets mini challenge. So this is where obviously the the ladies have to pick drag puppets uh, of each other. Uh, you know, hang on. It's where they have to get puppets of each other they drag them up and then they do a little kind of puppet show it's kind of like a fun version of the reading challenge where they get to you know make fun of them with a little puppet and i have to say shout out to the goddamn Uh, props department oh the props department well they were talking about it on the discord the props department have outdone themselves but also i think they may have had those puppets at home for seven months right you know, during that lockdown, <laughs> yeah. and they were just like every day, just meticulously sewing and gluing and really taking their time. And you know what? The work paid off. There was there was a moment. We'll, we'll just say we'll get to hear everyone who picked everyone. But there's a moment where um, the little the little puffer jacket on Tace's puppet got ripped off. You know, as they're frantically trying to make things, and I just I shed like a very small tear for whoever in the props department meticulously and amazingly recreated that like very particular puffet jacket that taste is wearing in an interview i was like i really hope that the the art director like scrambled onto set and picked that up off the floor and like squirreled that home because it was honestly stunning like i'm genuinely so impressed what, what to like frame and put in a planet hollywood 100 like i worked on this fucking mini puffer jacket and it was so good it's such a good attention to detail oh my god that'd be really fun actually if, if they ever done um uh, a drag race 
like Instagram installation where you go and it's got all the dresses and all the looks and they've got a runway that you can walk down. Uh, they really should. And like, take pictures. I know that, um, I know that Willem, she, I know that she opened, she has a Palm Springs Airbnb and she, I know that she's been like, squirreling away like as she calls them like legacy pieces from drag race like buying them from drag queens and i think she has them all like on display there so i think she's done kind of her own like planet hollywood uh like airbnb in palm springs i think it's very smart Mm. yeah so let's just talk about who gets who so ellie picks out taste and then (laughs) producer brie quite rightly has pointed out here the producers put (laughs) put ellie diamond's puppet into lawrence's hand from behind that (laughs) behind that black screen for sure um wait really oh yeah like i don't think it's random (laughs) i think there's someone definitely hiding behind there making sure the the right people get the right people um oh but but i i thought i thought i thought um brie was saying in her notes that you could see the no 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 you could just feel it (laughs) all right (laughs) all right 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 bimini uh, Bimini gets lawrence and taste gets bimini and yeah just amazing those puppets were fantastic yeah so the queens then even though they already look great the queens do drag up the puppets yeah, my favorite scene um, of everyone running at a, at a table <laughs> running at a table on wheels <laughs> to try and like grab like i saw pipe cleaners on that table i was like wow we're really a true <laughs> arts and crafts table <laughs> um yeah so ellie with taste yeah she she rips off that jacket and she uh. she I mean, fair enough. She does put on like the Brillo pad metal number. <laughs> yeah, she? good. It's smart. Really smart. Yeah. And she tries to do Tasty's Welsh accent. I thought she was quite good. Yeah, they were all very like mean about it. I thought she did a much better one than most people cannot do Welsh at all. So I felt like she, she touched on it like pretty well. Solid. Mm-hmm. And so she, uh, when she was performing uh, Tase, uh she makes a joke about Tase running late, which I didn't, I was like, is Tase always late? I think that's an outside of the the show reference. I definitely oh. remember those, that being one of her references right at the beginning, saying that she's got a reputation for always running late for shows, but she turns up looking amazing anyway. So I think that was a little bit of a deep cut. Got it. Um, she also says about Tase or how outfits are, I think, Hokey Cokey or Hokey Pokey. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> um, and yeah, she's wearing, she puts her in that kind of um, metal scrubber look with the long hair. Yeah. And then I have to say Lawrence was pretty easy on Ellie, I think. Like, I think they wanted Lawrence, I think they were trying to keep the like rage going. Because even Ellie says, like, oh, God, she's going to, like, be so mean to me. But it was still pretty funny. She gave her an outline of a badge <laughs> saying that's where the badge should go. And then talks about her how all her wigs are fucked. And you can't fix that. Which is, you know. Yeah. And then, like, Ellie quite rightly was like, my wigs are not fucked. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you can't ever clock Ellie on her makeup or her wigs. They're always looking, like, amazing. No, but I, but I think the joke was, I think when lawrence was performing the wig got fucked and then lawrence tried to fix it and said oh the wig's fucked oh, and I then see. Like, oh well i think that's what happened oh okay well you know still you're just de- just defending my gal <laughs> just defending my gal i'm taking such and- a hard stance for led but i am <laughs> <laughs> um and then we had bimini performing wait who was bimini performing she did lawrence she did lawrence oh do you know what it is that the what's it called? The puppet doesn't look like Lawrence now yeah. in the pink, <laughs> but that, but then I've just remembered that. Yeah. Cause Lawrence had that whole kind of like meteor out of space, chromatical look. <laughs> the, yeah. That pink kryptonite. 
Oh, great name for a fragrance, by the way. Pink kryptonite. Pink kryptonite. <laughs> oh, and think and think of the campaign you could. Oh, do. that's going deep, deep into the bargain bins of like boots slash CVS, isn't it? <laughs> Pink kryptonite in the clearance bin. Anyway, oh yeah, they, they gave her bagpipe music. <laughs> oh yes, they re- yes they really went for it. Yes. Um, the thing is, with this kind of situation, you want Lawrence, don't yeah. you? Because Lawrence is the easiest one to parody because you just shout in a Scottish accent. Yeah. Um, and Bimini takes the piss out of Lawrence's um, uh, not being very good at choreo, um, not being very good at, at dancing, and also takes the piss out for a snatch game. There's something like, oh, that's going down like your snatch game, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually, I think Tace also got a pretty easy one, which is Bimini. It's just like, you just, basically, Tace was just like, I launched the base, Bimini, Katie Price, patriarchy, veganism, just like, she's also very easy. You just kind of bark, bark the same few things over and over again. And Bimini was kind of like, yeah. oh, she's like, I don't talk about veganism yeah. that much. It's like, yes, you do, ma'am. Yeah, it, it, Tace was just listing things. Yeah, completely. Just listing words and references <laughs> rather than performing. <laughs> but worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then quite rightly correct answer bimini is named the winner of the mini challenge uh for her puppet portrayal of lawrence again lawrence is the easiest one to do and bimini is talented so of course that was going to happen i just got i just got to look at a full length shot of everyone and i, I didn't notice that bimini's wearing white socks and like a, bl- a black fluffy pair of slippers <laughs> oh, wait let me get She's to, really, let me get to that. that look is really quite something head to toe h to t that's there's a lot going on Oh yes, she is. She's got a little headscarf on as well. Um, Lawrence has got some like slip on shoes Like you know, the ones which are very, um, you could get them in any store. You can get them in a supermarket and he's wearing a little, he's wearing a little white sock with them for the looks of things. Wise, because you know what? If you wear a slip on shoe without a sock, get smelly, yeah. doesn't it? And you can slip, slip out of them. Slip on, slip off. <laughs> <laughs> Right, moving on. We've got the Maxi Challenge, haven't we? Yes. So, um, Rue says it's going to be paying tribute to the iconic British soap opera, or soap operas, but it really is just EastEnders, um, in the new BBC drag drama, Boostenders. And that's a little fun play on a Alyssa Edwards, uh, kind of gag of her saying boost and putting it into EastEnders. Love it. And, uh, yeah, yeah, they're going to be, they're going to play larger than life characters who paths, whose paths cross in the nation's most famous pub, the Queen Dick. So let's do our first, first of many translations. The, uh, the iconic pub setting of EastEnders is called the Queen Vic, which is short for the Queen Victoria. So there we go. Yes. And also, I think that, um, when our gal Crystal, when she's been to Burning Man in the past, every, they construct a pub there called the Queen Dick to do their drag performances. Oh. I think that might be right. Anyway. Mm. Um, also, we, we do want to give a shout out. When Rue announces this challenge, um, a Beastenders logo comes up with some doofs in the background. Yep. So very famously, Eastenders, the opening titles, um, it's like an aerial shot over the Thames, like an aerial map. And famously in the year 2000, they had to change it because of the Millennium Dome. Oh, yeah. They had to put the Millennium Dome in there. Um and it's got, they've changed the logo to say Beastenders and they, they have the classic doofs. Do you want to do the doofs for us, please, babe? Do, 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 do
And and famously, every episode of EastEnders ends on a dramatic moment and they will play the the duff-duffs, as they officially call them, um, and that that will lead into the the kind of credits and the music. But it's it's a very famous thing. In fact, why don't you why don't you say a final line from a pretend episode of EastEnders and I'll do the doofs? Okay. Just like a really dramatic line for me. Well, I'm going to do the, the one that they do in the episode. Okay. You ain't my mother. Yes, I am. Doof, 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 doof. I think, I think it was, is it Anita Dobson who released like a single, uh, like, yes, and it went, any little dream will do, something like that. (laughs) It was, everybody falls in love, I think it was called. (laughs) Everybody falls in love. (laughs) Although I like you mixing in, any dream will do. from Joseph, from Joseph of the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, because why not? You know, just that's just the remix, it's a mashup. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> this is where so Bimini's going to be assigning the roles, and um, they're going to have Michelle Visage as the director. So this is where we get into um, the different characters. So let's let's say who gets who, and then talk about who they are actually based on. So yes, okay, so and and it's. They all seem very happy with who they get. Yeah, this is nice. So, done, this, this little selection. First up is Scat Slater, the landlady of the Queen Dick. She's short tempered and she's based on cat. God, I'm really stumbling over my skits and scats. She is based on Cat Slater. We'll get to it. And, uh, she's dressed in ill fitting leopard print and that goes to Bimini. Perfect Bimini role, landlady of a pub. Uh, a little bit glamorous, but also could kill you. That is also what Cat Slater is like. Yeah, exactly. Do you, want to, do you want to take it away with Cat Slater? So, Cat Slater, iconic, iconic EastEnders character. The whole Slater family are pretty iconic, but she's best known for um, wearing leopard print, short skirts, loads of makeup. She has the famous You Ain't My Mother, Yes I Am scene. She also, which they parody, and they also parody this great, this great scene where she's like, I'm a, I'm a slag, she calls herself a slag. It's, she's, an iconic, like, beautiful mess of a woman. Okay, next up, they had Thought Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a chain-smoking gossip queen. Um, and she's based on Dot Cotton. We'll get to it. Um, and that that role goes to, to Ellie D. <laughs> so essentially, it's like an older lady who sort of chain-smokes at the, the, the bar. That's kind of yeah, and the very she very is. Christian. So she's yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that bit of her character. Yeah, Dot, Dot Cotton's very very religious. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Okay, so Dot Cotton, take oh, it so away. Dot Cotton is truly. I mean, I keep saying iconic and legendary, but she is. She's a. She's been in these centers for I think five hundred years. She's incredibly old. Her character's famous for smoking a lot, being a Christian, wearing like a headscarf. She runs a laundrette. <laughs> And she's got a very distinctive way of talking. She's kind of like, and also she's very famous for in real life being incredibly posh and also getting on, um, uh, getting on really well with Lady Gaga on Graham Norton. Remember that? And Lady Gaga was basically like in love with her and was just like, I want to be you. (laughs) She was like, yeah, I don't know who you are. (laughs) 
they're like holding hands and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, really weird. Okay, so that's a role for Ellie. And then finally, we've got Karen Bitchell, <laughs> and she's a bitchy blonde bombshell, big boobs, big attitude, and even bigger hair. Uh, she's very dramatic. She thinks she's mega glamorous. Um, she's actually a bit ropey, and she is based on Sharon Mitchell. And that role went to taste Sharon Mitchell for us, babes. Oh, yeah. She's, again, legendary EastEnders character. And mm-hmm. they, they got her down pretty well. She's kind of blonde and brassy, very kind of mutton dressed as lamb. Um, and her character has, oh, God, I can't even I can't even begin to touch on the things that Sharon Mitchell has been through. But I think she's currently, uh, her whole plotline is that she's been trying to poison another character, like, in his in his meals for, like, months on end. I've definitely seen pictures of her trying to poison Ian Beale over his Christmas dinner. Um, and yeah, she, she's the character that's most, for some reason, most like Miss Piggy. <laughs> Don't you think? She's very Miss Piggy, yeah. uh, Sharon Mitchell. Yeah. Just like glamorous yeah. and blonde and crazy. But like short, it's like shorter hair, isn't it? Cause I, cause I feel like, I feel like, um, Tasty's hair was maybe too big and too long. Oh, I don't know. That, it's a very much a drag version of, of, uh, of what Sharon Mitchell's hair these days is. She's got some full on like pieces in there. Lots of pieces. Oh, has she? Yeah. God, it's got bigger since I left. Yeah, got bigger it really has. <laughs> right, then we've got, I completely forgot, we've also got Phyllis Mitchell. It's the toughest bitch in town. Original gangster of the square based on Phil Mitchell with a rough voice and even rougher attitude. And that went to Lawrence. Now, I have to say, the visual of Lawrence dressed in a Phil Mitchell type <laughs> scenario was utter perfection for me. Yeah. But Phil Mitchell. Yeah, so this is a this is a great idea from from the team that did this. Phil Mitchell, obviously a male character. Iconically, there's the Mitchell brothers. They were two kind of gangsters that were on the show and have been on the show pretty much since the beginning. And yeah, he's just like Phil Mitchell was just like a rough, rough and ready, bald really masculine gangster character <laughs> who's also gone through some insane things over the time in EastEnders. And I don't even think we can even slightly touch on them. I think maybe he's yeah. been addicted to heroin or was that Ian Beale? I can't remember, but um, hmm. I love the fact that they did a gender flip character of Phil Mitchell. I think it's great. And just Phyllis Mitchell is just very funny. <laughs> Phyllis. <laughs> Um, so here we have, um, well, yeah, cause Tace, Tace never wears, they start to get ready for the roles. Tace never wears breasts. So she borrows from Bimini, <laughs> um, a breastplate, doesn't she? And she's just walking around the workroom topless wearing, you know, breasts, which are a very different skin tone to her own. <laughs> yeah. They're very, they're the same. I think are they the same breasts that Ginny wore. Cause they've got that same, they're very like high and together. <laughs> Yes. Very, yes. very up and forward and together, those breasts, aren't they? Very like in the middle of their chest. Mm. <laughs> Not the most realistic. Also, I, I do want to mention as well here, um, there was a little moment as well between Lawrence and Ellie, because just after they had all assigned their roles, um, the other two trot off, Bimini and Taste trot off, probably to go deal with the boobs. And, um, Ellie sort of shuffles over to Lawrence like, hiya, do you want a quick chat? Hi. And then they have a little heart to heart just saying, look, you know, want to check in with one another, make sure you're okay. And I have to say here, Lawrence did reveal a bit more. Mm. He said, look, I just feel a bit sad because we're, we're good friends. You've slept on my couch before. We're in it together. And I just felt hurt. So, and then they make up and it's fine, but it did make, it did make me understand Lawrence's upset a lot more yeah it, it it makes sense but it still is just 
he just his reaction was was incorrect. He was too mean. But yeah, yes. still, you live and you learn. He's very young, isn't he? Very. Young. And then, yeah, basically, taste talks about the fact that um that you know they're kind of her and Bimini are talking about the fact that they're the wrong wrong kind of skin skin tone, and she's like, do you know what? I'm not even going to change them because I think that'll be funny. <laughs> I honestly <laughs> think that he's right. I think Sharon Mitchell is the kind of character that would like have loads of makeup on her face and forget to like do her chest or like would forget to do her hands or, do you know what I mean? Actually, it's actually yeah. like a very smart character choice. And, I, and it, every time I saw her white breasts in the challenge, it did make me laugh. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah, I appreciated that. Um, but you know what? A siren, a siren's about to go. Oh my off, god! A TV's been wheeled in. I mean, the US—they just had Anne Hathaway. So I guess if we're going to do a, <laughs> if we're going to do a direct comparison, who are we going to get? Well, the US, well, the UK equivalent of Anne Hathaway is Natalie Cassidy. All right, Queen. all right, all right, all right, guys. All right, Natalie Cassidy. Just doing this now. All right, I'm just. Yeah. I'm in the kitchen. I thought I'd give you a call. Thought I'd give you yeah. a call, Queens. Tell you well, I was doing my, I was doing my Skypes anyway. Just give you a quick call. You know, go to Skype. Just go go to go by do the food shop earlier. You can have a curry later tonight. Do take out the bins later. Um, so Natalie Cassidy pops up on screen and she is giving them. She's going to give them some soap acting um, classes. Yeah. So Nat Cass, right. She is another legendary person who has been on EastEnders since the dawn of time. But crucially with her, we've watched her grow up on the show, haven't we? Yeah, she started when she was 11, did she say? Something something, like something crazy like that. Yeah, and she, and she, Natalie, reels out all the different scenarios that her character has been through. Sonia. Um, Sonia, Sonia. Sonia, Sonia Jackson. Um, um yeah so like she's been through everything i think she's given birth she's like was it surprise birth oh was that the storyline like she got pregnant she didn't realize she was pregnant and then like on christmas day she gave birth yeah she's done that she's been through everything sonia but her most thing she's most famous for which she says right at the end is famous for playing the trumpet (laughs) (laughs) yeah at the end doesn't she like i'm off to go play the trumpet (laughs) so um so yeah so she's she's actually the perfect person for this moment. Like she's, she's kind of like gay icon adjacent, isn't she? She's very like, I think the only, because, because, uh, what's she called? Sharon Mitchell's in the, in the challenge. Like I think Sharon Mitchell would have been like an iconic person to come up or maybe Marty McCutcheon, who obviously was in EastEnders and in love actually, like she would have been pretty funny, but actually I think Natalie Cassidy's perfect because she's still in it as well. So it kind of makes the most sense. Yeah, and she, in recent years, so there was a parody of her about 10 years ago where someone did, a comedian in the UK, Morgana Robinson, did a fake comedy show about Natalie Cassidy, a fake reality show. It was called Natalie Cassidy, just doing this now. And every episode was just like a sketch of Natalie Cassidy, her playing Natalie Cassidy at home being like, all right, taking out the bins today. Oh yeah, they come tomorrow morning, but I like to do them in advance. Anyway, just like really, really mundane. banal, generic, mundane things. Or like there was one episode that was like, all right, Natalie Cassidy here. I'm just sorting out my, my coins. Going to take them down Coinstar later. <laughs> just like sorting out like all her coins in the house. My favorite one is she's up in the loft and she's sorting out her old bags. <laughs> um, and 
she she then like goes into like a scene where a really dramatic scene discussing the bags in her loft and then she looks at the camera and gives a little wink and she's like i've still got it haven't i so yeah (laughs) and then in recent years and recent more recent than that natalie's totally in on it now and she accepts the whole joking about it and she finds it funny and she's on all those uh huns net and huns online type instagram accounts yeah um there was a post of her recently they put on there where it's just her in her car eating some halloumi cheese that she bought from marks and spencer's (laughs) i love that i watched that like a million times it was fabulous. Yeah. So th- there's not too much to talk about in this. She basically gets them to do kind of, it's just like acting masterclass. Like she's getting them to try out all these different emotions. And, and very importantly, she gets them to do the vocal warm up as an iconic moment. So basically there was a character called, there's a couple on EastEnders called Bianca and Ricky and Bianca, she used to scream Ricky's name and it was, it became like a thing where she'd just be like, Ricky. And it just became Everyone knows it in the UK, even if they're like young enough to not even remember that part of EastEnders, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I've, I don't think I've ever really watched an episode of EastEnders, but I know who all these characters are. <laughs> yeah. I know all these reference points. They're you just, just, you just know it. They're part of the fabric of like UK life, aren't they? Um, exactly. And then, I, and then she doesn't, she doesn't fun, she doesn't fun little exercises. Mm. So she gets them to say the phrase, bubbly's in the fridge. Um, the bubbly's in the fridge, which is essentially what? Some champagne in the fridge. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, she gets them all to do it in a different, a different emotion, whether it's anger or terrified or horny, hysterical. And she also makes a really good point. She says that in soap acting, it's really important to be able to go from one emotion to the next very quickly and quite seamlessly, but equally it's important not just to shout and scream the whole time because it gets very one note. Yeah. And that's perfect for this, for this, uh, this challenge, because it's like, to do an EastEnders parody, it's the easiest thing you could possibly do is scream at the top of your voice the entire time. And actually, yeah, mm-hmm. I believe the term is you need some light and shade in there, don't you? Mm, levels, levels. Mm, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, <laughs> on that great note, shall we take a quick little break? And we are back. Um, little reveal for you there. I just say, uh, taco very quickly. A cold taco. Wow. You did that very, I'm mm. impressed with how quick you did that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just, just snuffled that down. I did. Okay. Well, let's get into, so this is just, uh, you know, a kind of a, I think we can be pretty quick about the recording of Beastenders, right? Cause we're going to have to yeah. like talk through it again. So, um, highlights of the Beastenders recording really are, that uh, Lawrence can't open the door to the set, which is very funny. <laughs> and then really, I feel like the kind of the focus of this whole recording session was the fact that Lawrence was really getting in her head and messing up the lines like quite badly and, and throwing, yes. throwing Ellie off as well. Yes, yes. Um, I think also when Lawrence was struggling to get through the door, he shouted out to Michelle, Michelle, we're still doing it, hen. <laughs> We're still doing it. <laughs> Something like that. Just to, just to translate to non-Scottish listeners, hen is a term of endearment for a female. <laughs> oh, how are you doing, hen? Oh, hello, hen. <laughs> so it's kind of like a precursor to hun. Hen has been around for maybe like hundreds, hundreds of years, I would say. From hen to hun. That's your like, your like, <laughs> from hen to hun. The book that you're going to write. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, wonderful. Yeah, and that, um, there's, there's some good fuck yeah, taste- He says uh, the yeah, well, the queen, the queen's dick instead of the queen dick, which is funny. <laughs> taste was also struggling with the accent and, and went a little bit Australian at times. <laughs> That made me laugh. And then, yeah, really, it was just a lot of, kind of a a bit of a misdirect, really, about Lawrence not being able to do his lines, which, you know, goes to show that even if you fuck it up, Lawrence is still great enough to have, you know, some amazing takes in there. So, you know, Mm. that's really... There was also that that classic thing of... Uh, they always having these challenges of someone not being able to say a line properly. Like, I can't remember what it was. There was a it's phrase the, that Lawrence. It's the um, it? it's the classic "You ain't my mother, yes I am" line. It's basically so. Oh god, that scene is just really difficult to explain. But it's basically Cat Slater. It's a scene where she's fighting with her sister in the street, and she's like telling her she can't do something, and the sister turns around and she goes. She goes, oh, you stop, stop telling me what to do. You ain't my mother. And then Kat Slater just goes, yes, I am. Cause it turns out that she is secretly her mother and not her sister. And it's like the big reveal, but like her saying, yes, I am. It's so the, the pitch and the tone of it, you have to hit like each, each three words separately. You can't be like, yes, I am. It's like, yes, I am. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's classic EastEnders lore, especially what a great way mm. to reveal that you are secretly someone's mother and not their sister when they say, you're not my mother. Yes, I am. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Oh, <laughs> oh God. I, right. It's a spat everywhere doing that. <laughs> Good thing we're not doing this in person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still just like trying to pick the the bits of uh, taco out my teeth. <laughs> Lovely. You know, while you were doing that, sexy, mm, yummy, <laughs> lovely. In my Invisalign teeth, it's really it's really stuck, and all the little hooks and things that the dentist popped in. Uh, you know about that because you're a dentist. Uh, yeah, of course. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, so they record standards. We'll talk about it more later. Then it is elimination day, so they're all going to get ready. But do you know what? Before they do, I've noticed the props department <laughs> have just got together some lovely little sparkly folders. I've had a field day. They've written, <laughs> they've written their names on them, and they've just popped a little pink bow tie as a fastener on each shoulder. I tell you what, that's another project that art director had too much, had seven months to work on. I feel like they got home and they were like, they were like, oh, we'll just bedazzle those envelopes for the letters from home. And then they were like, I feel like they were just watching TV. They were like, ooh, saw them out of the corner of their eye. Ooh, what if we put a little bow on that? Oh yeah, <laughs> pop that on my lap while I'm watching like Netflix. I'll just add a little bow to this one. <laughs> what should we do? Actually, let's do a fun font for each name. Okay, yeah. <laughs> just lovely seven month project. Uh, so, um, yeah, Bimini finds the, the gorgeous folders. I mean, how could you, how could you look past them with all that glitter and that pink bow? My eye would be going straight to them. Um, They've all got letters from their mums. Now, so whenever this kind of thing happens in a show, I always think if I were in this show, what would happen? Well, first of all, my mum's no longer with us. But if it was just any family member, what would they write? Or if you're like, if we were an X Factor and they went to like interview my family, what would they say? Awful. I, I just imagine getting a letter from my dad that would be like, hello, my guy. Uh... Very proud. Love you lots. See you anon. Dad. Yeah. It would just be like, it'd be like a telegram. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> my dad's would be that, cause my dad speaks so slowly, it would have like two, <laughs> two words on it and they would have run out of patience and time. I told you often on FaceTimes with my dad, I think that the, um, the, the screen has frozen and it actually hasn't. And my dad's just completely still and silent and just staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so basically, neither of us can go on reality shows ever no. because we do not have the appropriate family. No, and I do not trust my mother to be let loose with any kind of statement. She, you can never tell where she's going. She goes so rogue. Oh, but I think that's the key for you, actually. <laughs> I think your mum would be ideal because it could it could end up being a bit messy. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, my mum goes insane. Anytime I get her to record those voice notes for our podcast, and she puts on that really crazy, like, posh voice that she does not have. She sounds like the queen. I'm like, mum, this isn't your voice. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Okay. So they each get a letter. Um, and this is nice. They get, they get each other to read each other's letters. Yeah. So... Ellie reads the letter from Bimini's mum and uh, the letter says, um, she's so proud. You've come such a long way, Bimini. Um, when you were three, you always wanted to, to get to the playgroup early to get the princess outfit. You were already wearing a necklace of beads <laughs> and all of us in family Bimini, which I thought was lovely, yeah. are rooting for you, Bimini, to win. Um, yeah, it was just super sweet. I think there was a little photo as well, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, they, they all had a photo of them with their moms, um, in drag, I think as well. It was all in drag pictures with mom. Yes. No, not so yeah, so they drag. were in drag, but exactly, exactly. <laughs> the moms were in their really hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, just to really hammer home, like the idea of like support for their drag career. Yes. Yeah. And Bimini gets quite teary watching it. Yeah. Doesn't she? And then Bimini reads uh, Tace's, Tace's letter and she says, ever since you could walk and talk, you've been a superstar. Uh, do you remember the fairy princess dress with the white feather boa? It fell apart because you wouldn't take it off. <laughs> and you've always got endless energy, which is still true. Um, so much love to give. Uh, and uh, messy. Hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've always been a messy person. They're all like, Ugh. and then she says, I can't, <laughs> can't wait to give you a massive. It's kutch, isn't it? That's what they say in Welsh. It's hug, a hug in Welsh. They say like, let's go, let's go and have a little kutch. But didn't, but doesn't, isn't Tay saying though that that's just something her mum says? No, no, no. That's like a Welsh, that's a Welsh term. Oh. Yeah. It's actual, oh, okay. Yeah, have a little, have a little kutch. Yeah. I remember Charlotte Church right. saying it. <laughs> so it must be Welsh. I love it when you come and kutch my name. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound of you. You're cooch hugging. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, Tace reads Lawrence's letter from Lawrence's mum. Lawrence's mum says, when you were four years old, you began to show an interest in dressing up. Um, the first costume I made for you was the Margaret Rutherford tweed cape. Who the hell's that? day and night. Who's Margaret um, Rutherford? I think Margaret... I think... I'm making this up. I think Margaret Rutherford is... It was like one of those, um, like back in the day, you could send off to get oh, print patterns right, right, right. and you get them to your house and then you sew them. Wait, I should Google that really quickly. Okay, well, it looks like Margaret Rutherford was, she was an English actress. Uh, she came to prominence following World War Two. <laughs> so I don't fully know. I, who knows? World War Two. I mean, Lawrence is literally World like War 20, 23 or something. I'm making you this Vera Lynn <laughs> old lady cape. Also, speaking of Lawrence's age, I've got to throw this into you, uh, throw this into you, throw this at you. Uh, Crystal got in touch, by the way, mm. um, and sent me this little bit about Lawrence. And it said that, I don't know where this is from, but many of this year's finalists chose drag because of RuPaul's Drag Race. Lawrence Cheney, the quick-witted comedy queen from Glasgow, was 14 and going through a share phase when he Googled the name of her latest film, Burlesque. It brought up a video of Cher performing in a pub. 
He was surprised to see a superstar in such an intimate setting. And then I looked at it and it was Chad Michaels in Share Drag. Right. I found out about Drag Race through that and I've been obsessed ever since. Wow. <laughs> Talk about entering through like seven layers of inception. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Of course, of course the movie Burlesque has inspired like a queen in Scotland. Show a little more. Show a little <laughs> Welcome to Belesk. Who are you and why look in my mirror? There's this line in Welcome to Belesk where she's talking about one of the dancers. You know, she's like naming everyone. She goes, so cool and statuesque. And I like, I'm obsessed with it. She cool and statuesque. I can listen to that one line over and over again. Um, Shout out to our burlesque special on Your Welcome America. Go find it in the archives. Yeah, please. We do a whole we do a whole episode where we just talk about the movie burlesque. And Fraser decided to, to note every scene from the movie. But don't you worry, I quicken it up. Because... If you want to hear me, want to hear us scream "Wagon Wheel" or "Tulsi" like a thousand times, please go listen to it. Air rights, oh, air right. rights. Okay, so <laughs> let's get it moving, people. Okay, Bimini. <laughs> Wait, I haven't finished Lawrence. Oh, God. Um, and then Lawrence's mom says, also says, remember the people who doubted your talent and said you would never succeed? Well, look at you now. So proud of you. Um, and that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bimini's, oh, God, it's just like, oh, God, it's a bit too much schmaltz for me. Maybe that's why I want to just whip through it. So Bimini reads Ellie's letter from her mom, and she says, I knew, knew when you were wee, you would do something creative, that you could express yourself and get into your singing and dancing, dress up and perform. And wow, drag certainly is all that and more. You had to endure a lot of ne- negativity in the past, and thankfully you've risen above that. Glad your confidence is growing with you. Just like the diamond you are so precious to me. That's very sweet, actually. I, I, I read that with like... Completely flat with like no no emotion, but that was very sweet. Anyway, yeah, whatever. Oh, but wait, but wait. Also, isn't there a picture of the two of them together? And her name's something like it's something like Mary, and she Ellie describes her as wee Mary. Oh, there's wee Mary, Mary Diamond, classic. <laughs> Mary, wee wee Mary Diamond. Oh yeah, wee. Because everything in Scotland you refer to as wee. Oh, I'm gonna have a wee taco. Oh, I'm gonna have a wee drink. Oh, okay, right. Do you know what? I've got the lights prepped. Have you got your finger on that 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 thing that, that little thing that goes up? Yeah, that, yeah. That was... <laughs> on that soundboard. Oh, um, I've swept the stage. <laughs> I'm going to turn that light. Never fails to make me feel filled with like a thrill. It really doesn't. So Rue comes out and she's in a. Uh, what's what's her look describe it to me well it's it's like an asym kind of like an asymmetric uh gold number uh it's got sequins down one side she's got a gorgeous big old um pair of, of gold platform heels mm. on it's a little it's a little disco meets flamenco yes, i would say lovely. and she's wearing um classic rue hair that is white platinum blonde and just ever like like a heightened version of if you put your finger in an electrical socket. Yes, like yeah, like a beautiful electric shock. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Which, a little kind of like weird, gorgeous, weird science. Which actually, I have to say, not to not to divert away from the the UK for a second, but this week on a Drag Race US, one of my least favorite Rue looks that pink that oh, pink dress that that outfit that, that weird like, like panel it, that it, didn't make any sense. <laughs> really strange. I thought. 
I, it made no sense to me. It was very distracting. It was, I was like, is a magic trick about to happen? Yeah, I, what, I thought something was going to like, something was going to be beamed onto it. And I felt like a Care Bear. I thought something was going to be on that middle section, but it really just wasn't. Yeah. Very odd. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Michelle looked right gorgeous. on the Michelle looked like a beautiful like sea witch. She was in the the green like an Irish like St. Paddy's Day, just gorgeous. She looked great, mm, and she's got a giant her a giant wig on with like a giant streak of grey mm. on the top, almost like a giant streak of of grey Irish sea foam <laughs> at the top of her hair. How do you feel about that? I loved it. Yeah, she's doing a drink on a St. Patrick's Day illusion. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got Graham Norton. Uh, he is wearing, uh, he's wearing, I would say it, it's very classic Graham. It's incredibly a, a gay man with money of a certain age. Yeah. It's, um, We're all heading that way. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, just a lot of like sheens and sparkles to it, yeah. but also dressed up like kind of, Sheens and sparkles, but formal. Yeah, I feel like Alan and Graham both have really good, really good suit connections where they basically are just like, look, I need to wear a fun suit because I'm on Drag Race. And actually, it just in life, the two of them wear fun suits. I don't know what their, their suit connection is, but it's, yeah, it's just like, they're like, yeah, whatever, as long as it's got glitz on it and it's fun, I'll wear it. And they do both look good. Yeah. And then they had the final person on the panel. Oh, yikes. This joke fell a little flat. Well, hugely flat. So basically, this is the mannequin that's actually in the episode as well. And this is Mickey. And Mickey is a character that's played by Danny Dyer currently in EastEnders. So they basically got this mannequin that probably would have been Danny Dyer in a regular non-COVID episode, probably would have been in the in the sketch and the extra judge, which would have been very funny. Um, and then basically... So they just got this mannequin to kind of stand in for him. And then someone doing a Danny Dyer impression was like voicing the mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was, I, I, I was, really I was there because he would have been such yeah, a, I was judge. pissed off because I was, uh, I saw like on Instagram, they were teasing like a really special guest yeah. for the panel. I was like, Oh my God, someone huge. And then that happened. I was like, Oh yeah, you thought, God. You thought they'd get like Pat Butcher from like out from, you know, the, the mists of retirement and got her to do it. But yeah. no. Who knows? I don't know, like a, um, a hologram of, of what's her face, RIP recently. Yeah. Yeah. Barbara Windsor hologram. Um, it's just my favorite, my favorite fact about Danny Dyer is Danny Dyer's daughter's name is Danny. <laughs> Danny with an I. <laughs> yeah. Danny and Danny Father Dyer. Danny, Father Danny Dyer, daughter Danny Dyer. I wish, I wish he'd been there because he would have been such a good judge because he's like, kind of gets it, kind of doesn't get it. He would have said like inappropriate things. He's kind of like, weirdly sexual in a way that like everyone's just kind of fine with because he's kind of attractive it's he's a very odd character but he would have been really good at that i feel like he just would have been like oh yeah you look well sexy yeah i love it but i think it just should have been danny and danny it would have been Daddy Dyer and Danny Dyer. <laughs> the two Dannys. <laughs> yeah. Or you said Danny's Dyers. They should, have had Dyer, they should have had Danny, dad, dad, Danny Dyer in the challenge and then daughter Danny on the panel. That would have been kind of a fun combo, wouldn't it? Oh, that would be she, nice. She's kind of, she could do like quite high drag glam, Danny Dyer, girl Danny. Yeah. Yeah. Dad, Danny, daughter Danny. Anyway, anyway. we'll talk about Beastenders. Oh, well, actually, first of all, yes, yes, actually, yes, you're correct. And we'll get on to. Wait, is Beastenders first? Oh God, no, I'm, they I'm the, you know. They did the, um, they do the runway first. So should we do that? Let's do the, let's do the runway. Let's, I, cause I don't know how you feel about time, but I respect it. Yeah. And I want to be chronological. Okay. So, so the category is Panto Dames. Now we've definitely tried okay. to touch on Panto before on our podcast and this one. So I'm going to just going to do this as briefly as possible. Okay. I feel equipped okay. and I feel ready. 
So pantomime is <laughs> pantomime is a UK theatre tradition, which is at uh, Christmas, the festive Christmas season, all the way through till the end of January, early February. Uh, pantomimes will be put on in um, towns around the UK. They are always adaptations of fairy tales, so Cinderella, Aladdin. Um, you know, all of those kind of Jack and the Beanstalk. Jack and, the Beanstalk. and then there's classic stock characters in every single pantomime, um, which is kind of, you know, you have the heroine, the main character, and um, the villain. And then there is always a pantomime dame. And this is traditionally a someone dressed in drag playing like a mother character or, you know, sometimes a fairy godmother character to shout out to taste. Um, and then basically, traditionally, it has always been a man in drag, but it's not a drag. It's not... It's very British classic drag, which is kind of a, a, a rough straight man <laughs> dressed really sloppily as a woman, playing like an old woman. Yes. That, and that's kind of a classic pantomime stock character is the Panto Dame. They're, it's like a tale of yes. oldest time. How did I do? Uh, equal, equal. That was very good. <laughs> Equally, just to add on to that and to, onto your dissertation. Um, if you're watching Cinderella, a panto version of Cinderella, the ugly sisters might be men yes. dressed as women. Yes. It's this kind of very odd thing about uh, kind of drag has been a thing in the UK for such a long time, but it's very much this is old school drag is like panto dame. It's kind of yeah. very sloppily thrown together man in in an outfit who then just acts like a kind of camp old lady. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. It's very, it's all, it's very family fun yeah. for all the family. And also we need to say that in most pantomimes, there's a moment where, so say for example, it's Peter Pan. So Peter, it's actually interesting. Peter is often played by a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, Peter might be at the front of the stage like, looking for Captain Hook and Captain Hook will be behind Peter creeping up on him and the audience can see and the audience will shout, he's behind you. Yeah. And Peter will be like, where? I don't see him. And then go to another part of the stage. And it's like, oh, Captain Hook's still coming. He's behind you. And you're encouraged to heckle. Yes. On mass. It's a, it's a real like Rocky Horror Show call and response. That's basically what pantomime is. It's like, child-friendly rocky horror show <laughs> kind of every everything has its own place doesn't it and its own moment that everyone knows what to expect yes. um so so at first is lawrence yeah. so lawrence comes out she has uh, a sewing machine on her head mm. and she's got like a little cropped um uh purple number uh and she's got what i would describe as like pantaloons underneath like would you call them that like bloomers, bloomers are very pantomime dame to have you like to have yes. your bloomers showing very panto dame. And then she's got a, an oversized um, uh, measuring tape around her waist. So yeah, it's very Lawrence. It's very panto. It's very literal. Although, how does it actually fit into panto? Yeah, it, it's not necessarily a panto character. There's not like a a, a seamstress character. But it, I guess maybe you could imagine it in like a as a fun costume for the scene when they're like. Uh, the fairy godmother's helping Cinderella like make her dress, even though that's a dame and not the fairy godmother. It's very confusing. But I, what I will say is I really loved the color palette of this outfit, the kind of like pastel, like the pastel green hair and the, the pastel purples. I really, I found this very like pleasing to my eye, this kind of color palette. Mm, yeah, no, that's very, that's, it's lovely. And then uh, there's a moment where Lawrence turns around and whips up his skirt and on his bloomers, he's written, he's behind you. Do you know what's just struck me? What struck you, babe? How, how creepy is it that there's this phrase, 
that references a man creeping up on someone. Yeah, it's it's yeah. If you start to really kind of extrapolate it and think of it like that, it's it's kind of horrible. But I guess you've got to try and keep it in the realms of like. Well, I guess all fairy tales inherently are really dark and creepy, aren't they? Mm, that's true. Okay, that answers my question. Thank you. Right, who have we got next in the runway? So, this is taste coming out. So this is where things get a little kind of a little dicey and a bit controversial when it comes to the runway theme. So taste comes out as a blue fairy godmother. So she's kind of almost got like a showgirl outfit on, but it's been kind of wow. fairy godmother. Wow. Doesn't it? Hang on. You, you say showgirl. Sorry, keep on talking. I'm going to send you a little picture, okay? And I'm just going to... You're sending me the picture of Kylie as the... Is it yes. Kylie is the fairy in Moulin Rouge? No, no, not as not as the oh, absent the fairy. Showgirl, the showgirl kind of uh, tour. Anyway, yes. <laughs> so Kylie and her showgirl tour, she um, essentially wore this exact look as like a blue, like yeah. showgirl fairy. Yeah. So Taste is doing it as a as a kind of a, a yeah a fairy godmother. And um, so she has wings. She has like a feather tail and a, like a, a lovely kind of updo. So. I was trying to explain this to our friends, George and Teddy over text about how this isn't technically a panto dame because the the dame is very rarely, the panto dame is very rarely playing the fairy godmother in, um, in a panto. Right. So I was kind of explaining to them. It's kind of like if the, if the run, if the runway theme was circus clown and you came out dressed as a ringmaster, it's like, still in the circus yeah, family fair. but it's not it, they've very specifically said circus clown and you've come out as like a trapeze artist it doesn't quite match or or if, if the theme was superheroes and you came out as lewis lane <laughs> yes yes it's like in the world and it's completely correct but it's not exactly what they asked for it's a little bit of a cheat isn't it because she basically didn't yeah. want to be a dame which is always kind of seen as slightly frumpy i feel like she she was like oh, i'm not gonna be a dame that's too frumpy i'll be a sexy godmother and yeah, it's a little, but she, adjacent. but she missed a trick because I would have loved a sexy dame. Yeah, completely. If she'd done Tace's version of a dame, it would have been like gorgeous, like all slinky and slinky and sexy. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a solid look. It's dark blue. There are sparkles. There are some slightly sad wings. Yeah. A little uh, like the, the peps come out of those wings, isn't it? She, she looks a little bit like she's been swatted with like a, <laughs> like a fly swat. She's a bit like, Ooh, yikes. Is it? Do, it's a bit, you know, it's like she's been on a night out to a really great costume party, but she, but to get there, she had to get squished into a cab. <laughs> Too many people, like she's been in the Uber and they, and she's, she's had a drink and she's forgotten to like reshape the wings she when got, she got out that Uber. Yeah, or she got like the night bus home and those wings got a little crumpled on the way back home. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so that is Bimini. Tense. Bimini next. Oh, I loved Bimini's look. Yes, so Bimini, she came out um wearing it was a pale pink and yellow mm. and it was like it was kind of like it was almost like an overgrown um surly baby. Yeah. It was a bit a bit like that. Yes, she kind of looks like an overgrown baby and she's got big um yellow uh wedge heels on or just no, not wedge heels, big platform heels on with a, a yellow ribbon that goes up her leg. It's got little pink bows on it. Um she's got she mentioned Grace and Perry in terms of the makeup. Yeah. Um it, which is Yep, can totally see that reference point. Very literal, a little bit clown-like. Um, yeah, it's it's lovely. And she does a sort of like stomping rugrat baby type walk. Yeah, it's a, it was a really fun, fun interpretation. I thought the Grace and Perry thing was pretty smart as well because it's 
Grayson Perry is such a unique reference point, but also actually when you think about it, you're like, yeah, Grayson Perry does have kind of a Panto Dame kind of vibe to, to their look as well. So it kind of, it just made it very Bimini, very like artsy fartsy to quote Britney Spears, uh, very artsy fartsy. And then mm-hmm. Bimini um, shows their underwear and uh, they have it's behind you um, on a bum instead of he's behind you. So I don't know if that was kind of more of a reference to, you know, gender norms, whatever. Yeah, it made sense to me. Like remove the gender. Yeah. Why not? Any Anyone can be a creep. Yeah. Male, female or otherwise. Yep. <laughs> okay then finally we've got led do you want us to talk us through ellie diamond yeah she's doing a, a royal look so it's a blue and red dress circle skirt crown um and then her outfits as we as they discuss later on her outfits kind of not that exciting but her hair and makeup is really fun her makeup is great she's doing like a kind of like a china doll almost or like queen of hearts doll kind of look she's got yes. the heart over her lips i thought her makeup was so good i was really i was really into it yeah, I think that the outfit suffers from the the hoop that she has underneath. It's a little clunk clunk, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's not quite. I think she's been in that Uber night bus of taste. Yeah, I think that's what's happened. Yeah, it. it, it I, I I think Graham says it later on. It's just like not quite what you imagine that you expect Ellie to do. Just a little bit more. It felt like it could have. Um, imagine if she'd had like a train over that that like trailed behind her like a really long train that would have looked really cool i don't know just yeah it mm. needed it needed just a little extra summon summon didn't it it was just a, it was just a bit too queen like yeah right talking of queen should we get to the queen's dick oh jesus how are we gonna <laughs> how are we gonna do this one <laughs> it's gonna be it's kind of hard to describe a, a whole acting challenge isn't it yeah, so B standards. Okay, let's just rattle on through it. Luckily, producer Bree's very handily given us some bullet points. So it starts with Bimini and Ellie at the empty Queen Dick. That's the pub. I will say that it's some really fun props and things going about. One of the beer taps is called Much Bitter Beer. Yeah. Um, and there was also a Scaredy Tap. Yes. Saw as well. And I think there was, I think there was some like branded, you know, like scampi fries. I think that there was like, a bag of chips like reference on a packet of like yes. of scampi fries i can't remember exactly what it was but oh, oh those I, I can also fries. see oh, 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 oh. loves oh my, oh my god. god i love scampi those fries pub snacks oh my god oh oh my god scampi fries so oh. listeners scampi fries are um a little oh oh my god a little um savory <laughs> chip snack um it's kind of like a hollow imagine like a hollow pillow of a chip and it's it's seafood and lemon flavored and it's very intense oh my god you, and you get at a pub oh my god you get the little so bacon much. ones or the scampi fries or when i went to the pub we had like a hot hot nuts <laughs> like a hot nut <laughs> machine it was called like sahara nuts and they were these like coated these coated hot nuts oh my god i used to literally just i felt like i used to just shove my hand into that machine and just be endlessly like shoving them into my face oh so good Oh, oh, oh my god. Oh. We need, oh my god, we need one of our listeners, please, please send us some scampi fries. Yes. I love them so, so much. <laughs> um, I'm also looking at the other beer taps. There's one that says, Sean, beer, you stay. That's not great. <laughs> that doesn't make That's any sense. not great. <laughs> Oh, that is uh, a shoehorn has been played for that one, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So in this scene, they're inside. <laughs> Sean Beer, you say? There's a funny font, so maybe I'm not getting the second bit right. But Sean, wait, what could it be? Sean Beer, you're queer. 
I don't know. You pretty made me laugh. <laughs> Please Shut carry on. I'm laughing too much. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Bimini and Ellie are in the empty queen dick, and they're yelling at Mickey, um, the character, the the um the model of Mickey in the corner. Um, Lawrence enters as Phyllis Bitchell, uh, and Tace as little sister Karen. <laughs> Lawrence really looked like he was wearing a neck brace. I, I wasn't quite sure what was going on with his neck area. Oh, Very neck brace. I love Lawrence's look here so much. I think he's. I just. I just look at him and I laugh. Yeah, it makes me really, really. Same with it makes me really, really happy. Same with taste. I feel like it was not even an EastEnders look. She was. She looked like she was in like, like Dynasty or Dynasty, however you say it. And but still, like she just looked so good. It was making me laugh. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was in like. She was slightly in something else, wasn't she? Yeah, she was in like an eighties American soap opera. I think she was in not an EastEnders parody, but I, I didn't care. Her like big hair that she kept turning away and turning back. It was just very funny. So yeah, so Lawrence and Tace enter the bar and, uh, they say they're taking, they're taking it over because there's something about like contracts or deeds or something. Yeah. That's um, so then, very extenders. So people are always vying to, to run that stupid pub. <laughs> I tell you what, not, not in this pandemic. Oh, oh God. Keep it. Keep it. That really made my heart sink. <laughs> Tell me about what because because the fake pub in EastEnders must be struggling during the global pandemic. I didn't like the reality of that moment. Tell me about that beer name again to bring me back up. (laughs) Sean Beer, you say? (laughs) It's so bad. It's actually so bad that it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Oh my god. Um, Right. Okay. So because they're taking over the pub, they then in the next scene they have Tace. Tace has Bimini scrubbing the floors. Gorgeous. Um, Gorgeous scene of Bimini. Like the best, the best physical work I've ever seen. So then Lawrence wants Ellie, uh, but accuses Ellie of doing Mickey. So, and then we have this whole like pre-shot thing of her getting on with Mickey. Uh, which is very fun. I liked that. The CCTV footage. That was funny. That's it. That's it. CCTV. In the, that's just security cameras. In the UK, we call it CCTV. Oh. I don't think it's called that here. Isn't it? Closed circuit television. Closed circuit television. <laughs> okay. And then I don't fully remember exactly what happens here, even looking at this rundown. Um, but Lawrence reveals Mickey's been beheaded and asks how his head is. And she says, I've had no complaints. And then there's a fight and Tace kicks everyone out. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you just shuffling? It sounds like you're shuffling around metal ashtrays in your apartment. What are you doing? What? I know. I was just laughing. I think I must have hit my mic. Right. I'm still laughing at Sean Beer. You stay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes. So it finishes and everyone on the panel is basically having a lovely time. And Rue, quite rightly, is just like, that was really good. Like you've really made it like very difficult for us. And actually I feel like even with Tace's kind of slight misstep of her runway, it does, it does feel like a pretty solid, you know, and I think that LED has been kind of underestimated coming into this, but I thought she was, I thought she was really good in that challenge as well. So it's like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like Tace and Ellie were like these huge clunkers that ruined the whole thing. I feel like everyone did a really good job. Yeah, everyone, everyone did good. And I think, I think Ellie really looked the part as well. Yeah. Even though I was never going to be fully into her, I thought she really looked the yeah, part. Yeah, she did a great, so yeah. great Doc Cotton illusion. So we go into the critiques. First up is Lawrence. Um, now Michelle understandably says that you were struggling. Um, you were in your head. Uh, but you were, you know, the final product was great. Um, and your look, it totally ticks the box. 
Um, and yeah, she was, she was actually, despite all the, all the, the difficulties in the recording, she was good. Yeah, it's true. She's a, she's a professional. Graham loved Lawrence, was just thought was brilliant over the top. Um, and yeah, mentioned you've definitely got a bit of cell block, prisoner cell block H going on there. <laughs> yeah. Prisoner cell block H was a TV show about a woman's prison in Australia. Mm. Yes, but with very like rough, very rough female characters. <laughs> yeah. Just and then Graham also mentions, yeah, your look, Lawrence is proper panto dame. Um, Rue says, um, she was surprised he had trouble in the challenge. Um, but end result was really good. And Mickey says, come to bed, missus. Right. Great. Thanks for that, Mickey. <laughs> so taste, uh, you know, Michelle quite rightly says like, I was kind of concerned this wasn't really going to be your challenge. Um, and then basically she was like, you were great. And then she kind of notes that she thinks she should have been more of a Karen and made that a part of the character choice. But I don't really, I don't feel like that would have worked. I feel like that would have been not funny. I don't know. Maybe that's, you know, it's just like, what about just one line? Like if your name, if your character is Karen in the year 2021, just do one line guess, referring to I it. I guess, but I just felt like she was playing such like a, the Sharon Mitchell, like glamorous role that it didn't really make any sense to add that element in. I think that was a, that would have been a hat on a hat that taste couldn't have pulled off. So I don't know. <laughs> and it's a lot of hats. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she's already very, and oh no, she's not tall. I was thinking about no. a diamond. Yeah. And she's saying, she's saying your, your Panto Dame look is beautiful, but it's not quite Panto Dame. Um, but she does give her the the props for delivering those iconic EastEnders lines uh, well. The, yes, I am! Yeah, she sure did. Graham uh, thought she, taste was brilliant. Um, he said that your wings needed a Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Strange branded reference, but correct. And then apparently Graham thought her makeup in the runway looked like Lawrence Cheney remember that do you remember that who knows i mean who knows i I, honestly my head is only filled with the words (laughs) sean beer you stay i can't think of anything else right now um um, and then rue said um you know she asked about the outfit and she said it was a bit of a stretch in terms of the panto dame theme but it was still in the the world of pantomime yeah it could have been in a pantomime stage it just wasn't a pantomime dame correct yes 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 Mm -hmm. yes. or it could have been could have been in the kylie showgirl tour actually oh yeah you know i'm a little showgirl Shortest I'm just a show girl. I'm also I'm like a like a fairy, you know. I'm just going to bless you all with some pop songs. Going to sing them now. Yeah, let's do it. Great. Um, okay. <laughs> then we had Bimini Abon Boulash. Um, Michelle said in terms of the challenge um, in Beastenders, she completely went for it. Bimini took direction well. Um, amazing at physical comedy because uh, there's yeah there was a lot of like throwing her body around. Yeah, and they did a little cut of that um and michelle thought her look is adorable but still panto dame really fun um she said that directing bimini was easy because essentially bimini is scat slater yeah absolutely true and then yeah she's not wrong graham quite rightly pointed out that yeah the 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 way she scrubbed the floor like she was in a porno was just like stunning and i really do agree with that it was some of the best physical work i've ever seen <laughs> yeah she um, had like one like like one leg kind of raised in the air didn't she? yeah and then they have a fun moment where they bimini and uh and uh, rue actually do the you ate my mother yes i am moment together which is just like you know it's basically rue being like all right you just have that look you have the crown all right bimini you just i'm gonna make you win 
<laughs> I give you a little extra moment just to help you win the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, basically just, um, Mickey just says, oh yeah, you look gorgeous. Whatever. Mickey, that, that stupid voiced dummy just fell flat. Let's not even bother. So Ellie yeah, G. Okay. Yes, LED. Um, I'm ignoring the stuff about McKay. <laughs> um, Michelle said that LED was very believable. Um, was the best actress? Hmm? Not sure about that. Um, she could have gone further with her look. Oh, her look on the runway. Oh, 100%. She could have gone further with her look. Mm. Um, she said that in terms of the look, um, the makeup is, is the best. It's Michelle's favorite. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then sorry, I'm just flip flopping between both the the Beastenders challenge and Ellie's look on the main stage. And um, Michelle was also impressed with Ellie in the acting, but yeah, she could have gone bigger. She could have kind of gone more soap opera. Yeah, yeah, and I guess you know, Graham says the similar thing. You know, you made the part your own, and but you could have been a bit funnier in the role. Um, and then he he was Graham really wasn't impressed with the the pantodime look. He thought it just could have needed some more, I guess. But you know, on the whole, I do feel like they kind of. The, the general consensus is that Ellie and Tace did way better than anyone thought they were going to do in that challenge. And I actually, I thought that was kind of, I appreciated that because it's like going into an EastEnders challenge, it's like Bimini's obviously going to be good at it and Lawrence can do anything good when he's shouting at the top of his lungs. So I'm kind of impressed with Tace and, uh, and Ellie for keeping up with the two of them, you know? Yeah. And I think they all comment as well that you were all really good. Yeah. In both the challenge and on stage tonight. Yeah. So this is this is really tough. Yeah. It's, it's splitting hairs, babes. It is. It really is. Split ends. <laughs> right. We're going to go backstage and untuck, aren't we? Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, I like that moment where Bimini's wig got caught in Tace's wings. <laughs> it's just like, <Yeah>. <laughs> That was great. Um, they, they all pick up a, a very lukewarm uh, cranberry-based drink, I think. Oh, yeah. I could feel the acid, this acidity of that warm cranberry juice, like, burning my esophagus. I could, like, taste it, you know? You know, it really coats your throat, like, sugary, like, warm. Ugh, yikes. Anyway... So Taste kind of talks about how she feels like she's being overlooked in the show by the judges um, and she's not happy. And I, I don't necessarily agree with her. I feel like she's just unfortunately like the, the worst of a, one of the worst of a great bunch. So it's like not even like she's being overlooked. It's just like, I don't know. I feel like in this situation, it's like, well, someone has to be in the bottom and it's just a couple of tiny details about your runway that didn't work, you know? Yes. Meanwhile, backstage, Ellie, um, starts to really just uh, just jab at Lawrence's ribs, I would say, uh, and says that Lawrence threw her off in the challenge by not knowing her lines. Um, and then Lawrence reminds Ellie that she didn't even remember the character's name, didn't remember Lawrence's character's name. So it's a bit like, if you don't remember that, how could I throw you off? So yeah, little just a little back and forth they had going on there, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, again, good for Ellie. It's like she's she should stand up for herself, and she was right. Lawrence was throwing her off just as much as you know. I don't know. I feel like I'm glad that she said that because it's like Lawrence can sometimes be a little bit insufferable about being, you know. Anyway, um, so yeah, Taste is saying she's not really very happy about the prospect of having to lip sync again. <laughs> when Ellie just says she should again. walk out like Ginny Lemon. <laughs> that was yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, and Bimini says this isn't the first time she's topped four people, and it won't be the last. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, Bimini babes. So this is oh, what we have. I'm, I'm 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 watching it again. By the way, and I have to say that as a that as a store bought cranberry juice for sure. 
That's you know yeah. what I mean? Like a, no, a, an Asda own brand yeah. cranberry. And it's the long life, like the carton that's on the shelf that's not in the fridge. It's not the refrigerated kind. It's the long life kind, you know? Oh, so it isn't even called cranberry juice. It's called like a cranberry juice drink. Yeah, completely. It's like, wait a minute. Is that cranberry juice? No, no, it's a cranberry juice drink. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely looked at a cranberry before, but it doesn't contain it. <laughs> yeah. So um, the winner of the challenge is Bimini. She gets her fourth Rupita badge. So she's now um, in the lead badge wise. Um, Lawrence Cheney's safe. <laughs> and then obviously bottom two is Taste and LED. And what the hell are they going to lip sync to, babes? Well, they're going to lip sync to a song called Last Thing in My Mind by Steps. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> it was uh, the last thing on, thing on my mind. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Here she there was something <laughs> in her voice. <laughs> that was telling me, don't be too sure. I'm just going to sing the whole song. Arousing my suspicions. Suspicions. I have ever felt before. I thought we had it made. I thought you'd never go away. Boom, boom, boom. But now you're, now you're totally like a stranger. So... Oh my God, this song, just so hearing this song good. and watching, I'm pe- watching people dance to it. It made me feel like I was 12 years old at a disco. Yeah, I, w- I wanted disco. to like, I wanted to like smash my front door open, like run through it like the Kool Aid Man, and just like run into the streets <laughs> and just like go to like a, a party. You know, I just it made me so happy. I was like filled with like giddy madness after I watched this this lipstick. Uh, you know yeah. any americans that have not looked into steps i recommend starting with the song last thing on my mind Woohoo, mama really gets you going <laughs> in fact and also do listen to our you're welcome america step special did we do a whole episode in steps we did yes and i believe i yeah, right. i screamed that what i just did i did that for the whole episode for every song <laughs> <laughs> so like they were the, the ABBA, the '90s ABBA, weren't they? God. Anyway, they, that was a great lip sync. It really was. They both like they they both really got the emotions of the song, which is funny, and did some like fun. There was death drops. You know, the UK signature move for this season has been to jump up into the air and land on your knees. <laughs> That's really oh, has it. Yeah, it's really. Do you think multiple queens of this UK season have done it, where they look like they're going to do a death drop or a flip, and they kind of just jump up in the air and slam down onto their kneecaps and like shatter their knee. <laughs> think about those knees and shins being really like damaged by that stage. Oh, God, it just it makes me it makes me slightly shudder because I just think of my knees. Well, I mean, you and I are at an age where we can't be messing with our with our joint strength and, and putting those kind of things in jeopardy. That's for we'll leave that to those fools under twenty five. You know, hmm. <laughs> right? Okay, so it's, it's yeah, you're right. It's a very strong lip sync. It's a, a lovely strong lip sync song. I've just noticed Lawrence just dancing and bobbing away in the background <laughs> and singing along. I mean, you, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, you you, you got to. And then yeah, so you got it. <laughs> Taste is told, Shantae, you stay. And so I like the fact that they did call Taste first. Um, so she goes to the back of stage. LED's ramping herself up to do her, like, you've changed my life, Rue speech. And then she says, Ellie Diamond, Shantae, you stay. We've got a top four, motherfuckers. Um, and mm. I really do think, like, like I said, kind of at the beginning of the episode, like, it's such a shame that Ahura didn't make it through because she was, she was a really strong competitor. But I will have to say, I, I was looking at it when they did, they finished that lip sync and, you know, I was thinking about the challenge and even the runway. I was just like, do you know what? Ellie deserves to be there as much as the other, the other three now. I feel like she, I feel like she did really well the last two weeks and like actually 
I'm not saying she's ever going to win the show, but I do feel like she, if anyone's still sending her like nasty stuff, they really have to stop because it's just, I mean, you shouldn't do it anyway, but also I thought she was really good. Yeah. No, you're right. She's definitely leveled up. I'm also just going to say that they're the final four rather than the top four. How'd you feel about that? I feel great about it. (laughs) I just thought about that beer name again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wait a minute. I've got, I think it might be the funniest thing I've ever heard in the entire drag race history. It's making me cry. I'm just, have you, have you got your phone, have you got your phone handy, oh, no, by the way? I Hold on, let me get oh. it, let me get it. I've just sent you a little, just sent you and Brie a little photo. Just want to, want you to make sure you see it. And tell listeners what the photo is. Okay. It says, <laughs> it says, <laughs> drinks beer, much bitter, and then shunt beer you stay. <laughs> It's a photo of the it's a photo of the the beer menu from the Queen Dick. Shant beer you stay. Is it Shandy? Shandy beer you stay. It just doesn't work. <laughs> oh my god, my neighbors, my neighbors are like he's completely lost his mind. He's feeling like a, a sea witch and then singing that step song. So, yes, we have a final four, um, and on to, on to the final next week. Great top four. Really, final four. Really, um, really, <laughs> sure. Really good, strong, a strong final four, I think. I'm really, thank you. I think that, you. like, the obvious, you know, the obvious front runners are Bimini and, and Lawrence. I think that Tace and Ellie don't have a hope in hell, but they are <laughs> also two people that I'm really happy to see get to do the the final as well. Yeah, you think? Completely agree. I'm excited to see what. I'm no clue what next week is going to be like. Yeah, it's it's unusual because they normally do a music video, um, a music video or like a, it's like a performance. Like Canada did, it's like a performance. You know, they do their own verse of, a, of one of Rue's songs, and they either do a music video or a performance. So I'm guessing it's going to be another another one of them. But also, we did get a great preview of all the queens are back, aren't they? In Untucked, and then they, they just oh, yeah. did, they just did a close up on Ginny Lemon's face. She's wearing like an old like a headscarf, like an old woman, and she's just like. <laughs> and again, I have to say that made me cackle out loud as the episode ended. It ended on her face. Yeah. I was like, do you know she what? Looks, she, She's like, she looks it. like a sh- she looks like a shocked fisherwoman. Yeah, she really not, a shocked old fishwife. She, yeah. <laughs> it's like Jenny Jenny Lemon. She she really does deliver on every time she's on screen, doesn't she? She knows what she's doing. Yeah. Right, and that is it for that. We should have a little little chit chat. We've already touched on it. Yeah. We've already referred to it. Should we talk about season thirteen? Yeah. I'm up to speed this week. Would you believe? Oh my God a rare moment but yeah we've already we've already trashed Rue's very strange like Care Bear Teletubby dress that she wore on the runway a rare a very rare misstep from Mama Rue I think and then yes and um, so this week was makeover makeover week but in a in a twist because of COVID instead of making over you know th- there's always kind of a theme it was they got paired up by a psychic <laughs> and then <laughs> which I don't even want to talk about that so I was so angry about that psychic segment it was such bullshit um why why were you angry about it I hated I hated the fact that they got beamed into the into the studio I was like let's not I don't know I just feel like there was it was just too I don't know 
something about the way they had to all fake being excited about the psychic. Then they got beamed into the psychic area. Then the psychic was obviously just reading information from their like, you know, research call they did with the, the AP beforehand. And I don't know, it just was, I don't know. I, I wasn't charmed by it at all. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I love a psychic. So I was all, I was all in, I have to say. So yeah. So because of COVID, they had to team up with each other to do the makeover challenge. Mm-hmm. It was, I loved this. It's great. Um, Real highlight for me was, well, the winners, yeah. um, um, S- Simone and, uh, Utica. Utica looked awesome. Yeah. Um, and really, it was great to see, actually see what her face looked like. And, uh, I loved her sort of sexy slinking down the runway. Yeah. And then Simone did that fantastic, weird, quirky sort of <laughs> art installation yeah. movement thing. It was, yeah, they were like, they, they really truly, rose to the top of that whole thing and just the, like the way that they talked to each other about it afterwards was really sweet it was just so good and then do you think do you think that uh olivia screwed denali i think she did <laughs> it was pretty, yeah but not on purpose no, i don't think it was purposeful and then uh, did you see i loved the great uh the great moment candy just like screamed at everyone on stage and she did that huge run and, <laughs> and it cut to rue Ru just went okay thanks <laughs> no, no 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 it cut to rue and rue went Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that was it. Thank it was you. like, it was like completely the wrong tone for what had just yeah, happened. Probably not the, the take that truly happened in the moment. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but there were definitely, there were also like some slightly problematic moments in the judging panel when Carson was referring to gangs in a jovial fashion, which I was like, Oh, okay. this has been good. That did make me laugh. <laughs> it's like, I've been, it's like, Oh no, I love, I love the Bronx. I've been there twice. <laughs> it did make me laugh. I feel like they, Truly, I've not seen Rue have as much fun during the judging as she did in that episode last night. I feel like she, you know, that thing I talked about, how she doesn't often turn her head. I feel like her head was moving all over the place and she was like cackling. She really loved it. She was having a great time. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, it was so, a great, yeah, it was it was a good episode. Oh my God, the song that they lip synced to, oh, Mary Mary Shackles. Oh my God. I was I was in heaven, truly. Like two, two amazing lip sync songs this week over the whole drag race franchises for sure. Yeah. Shackles is such I never, a song. I never knew that Shackles was religious. What? Well, up until like recent last couple of years, but like when it came out in the UK, what in the early 2000s and it went to number one, I did not know it was religious in the slightest. I just thought this is a jam. And only the last couple of years have I like, there was one day in the office where someone mentioned pre COVID, someone mentioned Mary Mary and I stood up and I sang the whole of shackles because it turns out I know all the, the lyrics to it in the corner of my mind. I just can't seem to find a reason to believe that I could break free because I've been down for so long etc etc um so yeah no it's fun fact I, I love it that you didn't know that including the fact that it that the actual title of the song is literally called shackles open open brackets praise you close brackets yeah <laughs> i just want to praise you <laughs> uh, oh yeah shackles i mean i actually don't have that song on my um on my playlist and i'm gonna add that right now what a great song. Imagine driving around in the sun with Shackles playing. You can't be you can't be sad with Shackles playing ever. <laughs> oh my well, god. Well once the shackles are off. The artwork for Shackles can't be. The artwork for Shackles is quite something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having a look. Okay. I'll just bypass my Margaret Rutherford Google search and I'll Google Shackles Mary Mary. Oh, praise you, Mary Mary. There it is. Um hang on. Year two thousand. Yeah. 
It's got. I like that they use the was it vocoder, you know, the like um, the share believe effect. Share in this song, isn't it? Yes, I didn't notice that until last night. I was like, oh, they really were still two years after believe coming out. They were still going for that. Anyway, yeah, good. This is a good season thirteen episode. Yeah, my main issue still remains. Just, just you know, let's just skip to the final, which will probably what be Simone, maybe Utica now, maybe yeah. Simone, maybe Utica, and Utica. um, <laughs> what's that? I love the way you're saying Utica because you're saying it correctly, but I think because T's a D's in America, so they all they're all calling her Utica. Oh. Utica. Utica. Wait, and who do you think else is going to be in the final? The top? Who do you think uh, the top think three are going to be? Maybe Utica. I think probably Gottmik. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. 100%. And I think everyone else so, will be long gone. Yeah, please. I cannot, my eyes cannot handle dealing with uh, Tina Burner Rose, anymore. Yeah, Rose and Tina, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with the two of them. Get those, yeah. get those hags off the screen. I'm done. Having them paired up, yeah. I was like, oh, no, thank you. Them being like, oh, we found this out about each other. I'm like, find it out off camera, sweethearts. <laughs> Back at the hotel when you're eliminated. Yeah, see ya, see ya, hoes. All right. Um, also, you didn't you didn't watch the uh, lockdown episode, did you? Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, I I I watched most of it. It's beautifully shot. It's like yeah. they've spent. It's like they've made it into a high premium documentary. But it, I have to say, it's a little bit embarrassing. The first thirty minutes where they essentially say that like. I don't know. They're like saving the world by making this TV show. I'm like, uh, in a year when we can truly talk about essential workers, <laughs> I do not want to hear about your bravery for doing a reality yeah. TV show. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks for making um, it, but that's, that's all the thank you you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not going to be clapping for the staff of RuPaul's Drag Race on every like <laughs> Friday night, are we? <laughs> revving, revving our engines for Drag Race. That's what it would be. <laughs> Oh, babes, I'm going to go listen oh. to uh, to Shackles. Literally, I'm going to put Shackles on right now and dance around my apartment. Thank you for listening to Drag Race Recap UK. This episode was produced by Bree Weiss. If you've got something to say, get in touch. Drop us an email at dragracerecapuk at afterthought.media. Yes, and please listen to us on our podcast, You're Welcome America. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, and all those good places. And follow us on our Instagram. We're at You're Welcome America, which is the letters You Are Welcome America. For bonus Drag Race UK content and more, support the show over at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Drag Race Recap UK is an afterthought media podcast.